Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, gather around. It's time for another exciting episode of Thriller Coin Talk. Today is March 23rd, 2020. And gosh, feel like the longest week ever that we just had, right? I mean, everything's changed. <laughs> I hope everybody is safe wherever you are. Hopefully you're safe out there in the world with your families. And um, today we're going to talk about Bitcoin. Uh, I won't go too much into the financial markets or too much into what's going on as, as, as the whole world has their own opinion on it. Um, I went ahead and released my opinion on that. Uh, and you can find that at thrillerx.com. I did a little short little 20 minute podcast on it. Um, yeah, just because I feel like that that should be separate. <laughs> my opinion should be separate than what we have going on here on the uh on the, on the subscription. And because honestly, like, I feel like we really need to focus on what's going on with Bitcoin. Like there's so much going on these days and there's so much to catch up on. And honestly, I, I really spent this past week just trying to reflect on what had happened, coming to terms with it, and then looking at the market as a whole, and then just reading and reading and listening and listening and doing more of, of all of that throughout the week. Um, so I think we got some important information here for everybody. So I hope you guys share this out with uh, a few of your friends because I think uh, things are looking a little better today. But we'll discuss all that here at the top of the show. First up, we need to turn on the fog lights. <laughs> That's right. And Bitcoin hash rate is what we're looking at right now. And it's, it's appearing to me that the average block time has spiked. Yeah, it's the first time that it spiked up to 13 minutes since late 2018. As you know, Bitcoin has been consistently processing blocks more slowly as of late. For the past few days before, I would say today and yesterday, the block time on the network has been more than 13 minutes. Block times are slowing down because of the Bitcoin network. But this isn't a, a bad thing, uh, but it is the first spike since late 2018. And if you don't remember what happened in late 2018, we found a bottom. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was a, a drastic <laughs> decline at the time, and it was a bearish winter in 2018. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on with the hash rate. And of course, higher block times are not the only anomaly currently seen on the Bitcoin network. The hash rate has plummeted in the past few weeks. This is something that I was telling a lot of y'all last time that uh, once the hash rate has fallen, you know, uh, like 40%, which it has, uh, it's going to price out many miners from um, profit from profits, right? Because they're going to have to turn off some of these miners. And uh, what's what's interesting is that the um, 
the real positive news that comes out of this is when the hash rate has drastically fallen like this in Bitcoin's history, this is a time you want to buy buying Bitcoin. And um, me personally, I have entered in even more fiat into Bitcoin. This past week, I know a lot of you are like, what are you talking about, Car? This is the scariest time. I know it, it really is a scary time, but to me, I, I look at this as, as like super valuable. And we'll, and we'll go into that a little bit later, but let's go back to hash rate. So right now, yes, it's dropped. But if you look here today and um, what's going on with all the news as of, as of the past 24 hours, you'll see that the hash rate has climbed back up. And miners are getting turned back on. So that's a good thing. This is all good, positive momentum, you know, after this collapse that we had. So what is what does everything else look like? Well, the Bitcoin market health, we need to look at that too as well. These are kind of like our our uh, our radio. <laughs> right? We have the fog lights turned on and we're in the storm. We're trying to trying to get a, a good idea of what's going on. We turn on the radio, maybe listen to some news and find out what's going on. Well, if, if you look at this interesting chart that Crypto Quaint posted here on Twitter, he said that there were inflows of Bitcoin and they surged around the 621.2 thousand block a full three days before the actual dump. Yeah, before the 13th, 12th. And uh, one person suggested that maybe you could have known this was going to happen because you would have saw the inflows into all these exchanges. But it, it started accumulating on the 8th of March. And this implies that, you know, Wells out there, Bitcoin Wells, decided to dump Bitcoins since, uh, you know, since the 8th. So that's really interesting information. I'll put a, I'll put a chart to that in the show notes. It's definitely something that we're going to have to watch uh, going forward. And I'll do my due diligence to make sure that we're watching inflows especially on this scale. Like if you look at the chart inside the newsletter, it's amazing <laughs> how no one was talking about this. Uh, everybody missed it. But uh, it's something that we know going forward, you know, maybe when we get into a bear market again, that we'll be able to understand, hey, if we see this hit exchanges, this amount of inflows, and we know a dump is coming in the next few days. So you probably should move over to a stable coin, right? Or, or, or do something. <laughs> Or get ready to hodl even tighter. So after after the 13th, of course, we know that the decline in price was around 5,000, 5,500. But um, this was a over 50% drop. And it was an anomaly. You know, we talked about it last time. And I know a lot of you uh, messaged me afterwards and were like, hey, car, are you okay? <laughs> I was to I'm totally fine. It was just one of those devastations that you see um, take place. And man, if you would have saw my block folio <laughs> going into the to the 11th, you would have been like, wow, you're looking pretty good right now. And then if you would have saw it like 24 hours later, you'd have been like, geez, what happened? Yeah, everybody got wiped. Everybody got wiped overnight. It was, uh, it was a pretty epic day for a lot of us. So what happened? Why, why did we get this surge? Because if you look at it today, if you look at the price right now, Bitcoin is at $6,600. That's right, $6,618 to be exact. And it's been climbing even more. You know, I'm going to talk about coins and I'm going to talk about all the analysis going into when we get to Coin Talk. But I will say, though, that this is good news. And the reason it's good news is because of the different behaviors that are going on inside of the world. And a lot of you already know this, right? 
you a lot of you know that we printed 4.7 trillion dollars in the past four weeks. 4.7 trillion. <laughs> That's a lot. By the end by the end of April, there's some uh, people, uh, financial people out there that are expecting over 10 tr- 10 trillion dollars printed. This has never been done before, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my financial planner didn't tell us, <laughs> tell me this when we, we, we talked last December. Um, yeah, this was already known. A lot of us knew that this recession and it's turning into a depression, to be quite honest with you. It's basically financial crisis part two. And um, a lot of us knew this was happening. You know, we, we did our best here to, to give you all the information ahead of time. Um, we just didn't know when it was going to happen. We didn't know when that other shoe was going to drop, right? Um, I hope I hope you're over the devastation at this point already, right? But ten trillion dollars printed is bullish for Bitcoin. It is when the Federal Reserve prints out that amount of money, it's gonna get crazy because not only was this financial crisis too triggered by mortgage lending or consumers, or, or even banks, right? Or the historic mind-blowing everything bubble that's that's created this biggest, the biggest corporate credit bubble the world has ever seen. And it's, it's all in an effort to slow down this virus, right? But if the Fed hadn't spent a decade inflating such a mind-blowing everything bubble, well, then we wouldn't see the financial markets this chaotic. And it's, it's not surprising. I mean, it was very surprising to me to see Bitcoin plummet you know, on the 13th and 12th. It was very surprising to me, but it wasn't surprising to me when I saw it rise back up here recently. It wasn't surprising to me because I was buying personally. I know a few of y'all were buying as well too. Like a lot of us knew what was going to happen when this financial crisis too came aboard. It was going to be clearly outlined for a lot of people out there wondering how they're printing this amount of money in such a short amount of time. And I'm actually getting messages from people, family members and friends. They're, they're actually understanding now that this can't go on forever. So they're like, what do we do? Right. What's the next step? You know, well, if you want to, you opt out and you buy Bitcoin instead. Right. And a lot of people can't do that right now. The, the, they're barely able to, to make rent. Right. So there's going to be a lot of hurt here in the short term. But this recent Bitcoin surge was because of the announcements that were made by the Fed. And this was all in an effort for them to take a stronger approach into including open-ended asset purchases, right? A supply, a supply, a flow of credit to households and businesses, because a lot of people don't want to lose their jobs, right? A lot of people don't want to lose their businesses, so they have to keep printing fiat. And the Federal Reserve will continue to purchase Treasury Secretaries and agency mortgage-backed securities in the amounts needed to support smooth market functioning. This is directly from them. And the effective transmission of monetary policy to broader financial conditions. This is all coming from the central bank this past uh, today. Essentially, the Fed now stands ready to expand its bond purchases as required. And so the central bank's balance sheet as of today is $4.7 trillion, right? And if you look at Bitcoin, it shot up on Monday. Uh, Gold shot up. So there's really no there's really no rhyme or reason for this other than the fact that people are noticing that hey this digital this dollar that we're that we're creating here this that we're just printing um, it has an exp- expiration date right and it's just a matter of time 
and people are noticing this. And a lot of us, including myself, you know, we, we look at we look at different things to invest our money in. Right. And a lot of us don't really have uh, the expertise to buy gold. Um, I'm pretty sure I could go buy gold and I can get some kind of paper. Right. And and have that stored away or I can actually get the real thing. Right. I know Peter Schiff always does a great job explaining how gold works and he's you're able to buy from him and all this stuff. And it's really fascinating. And maybe one day I'll make the jump into that. But to be quite honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit old school when it comes to technology. And I fundamentally believe that Bitcoin is going to be around for the long term. Um, I just it makes it I just don't see any other way that it's not around. I, I, I just don't at this point. Um, and we're not in the early days anymore. At this point, if, if they if the Federal Reserve, you know, announces this quantitative easing package with no upper limit to support the economy, Amid this virus, I mean, at this point, you know, sky's a limit for that. And so this word gets to be really interesting because we're seeing this Bitcoin surge. And a lot of you are wondering, well, Car, what do I do? Like, do I buy in now? I don't want to miss the pump. I feel like right now, if you if you look at the facts, and we're going to stick to the facts because there's so many people out there. And, I, and God bless them because they're, they're really great at explaining things. And there's some there's some crypto YouTubers that are just killing it as of late. Uh, I feel like um, let me give a shout out to um, uh, to Tyler uh, of, of Chico Crypto. Like that guy's just been killing it as of late with his um, insight into a lot of things. And you can tell he's spending. You can tell that guy is spending a lot of time researching this stuff, which I really appreciate because when I go to create something like a, a podcast like this, I spend a, an exorbitant amount of time putting this together. And especially when you have to write it all out and, and put it in a newsletter package, it's even more difficult. But the fact that that he's been dropping some really dimes lately uh, on just the coverage of everything. And um, what I'm trying to get at is that there's so many people giving their opinion right now, and so many people are wrong, and there's so many people that are just giving their their uh, past experience to better explain. And those people are, are very much people you should be listening to right now, like the Peter Schiffs of the world. You know, those are the people that are that are telling you like this is how it's going to play out. You know, th- this is how it's going to happen. This is probably what it's looking like, right? And so. Those people, I put them in a separate category. And then I put everybody in crypto in this other category, right? And then I look at the people in crypto and I pull out the people that are actually giving facts <laughs> and there's actual verifiable information there. I can go out and verify, you know, the charts and see exactly what the hash rate is looking like and then do all that kind of stuff, right? And so that's why we're sticking to the facts today. We're not trying to speculate. I mean, we'll leave that for coin talk. But right now I'm gonna tell you the next 72 hours is pretty crucial for Bitcoin. And the reason being is that if you look at Bitcoin and its price, it's swung in either direction, negative and positive, 10%, 10 out of the last 15 days. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's uncertainty right there, ladies and gentlemen. When a, the price of Bitcoin swings 10% in either direction, negative or positive in the past 10 out of the last 15 days, that's uncertainty. There's a lot of people out there that aren't sure what's going to happen. And so if we look at, because there's really nothing to judge of this. I mean, this is its own separate thing. So you, you really can't pull from the charts. I mean, you can pull uh, uh, fractals from the charts and, and kind of get an understanding. And we had we went ahead and put some in there as well, too. But if, if you really look at it, you kind of have to go with what the market market sentiment is right now. 
And the vast majority of people right now are understanding that Federal Reserve has printed more money and they understand that gold, Bitcoin are the two places that people are going to put their, they're going to park their money, right? Or real estate, right? Or, um, and so what, what, what I'm trying to get at here is it's very crucial to make sure that you're not um, looking at this time period that's going on right now with Bitcoin and looking at past previous years of Bitcoin. Like this is something that's unmeasured until we get out of this spot that we're in. It's very going to be it's, it's going to be very kind of interesting to see how this all plays out. But I will say, first of all, if we look at just fractals on charts, we can see that if you look at the MA200, the break in price actually falls below this every single time. And I'll put a chart in the show notes and it's showing that Bitcoin is going to shoot up here in the short term. And what that means is a short term before the happening. And that's something that, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not I was expecting. But after this, it's 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 showing me that maybe that's not going to happen. But I do see us reaching the 7K range, possibly. Right. I think I think us to retest 7200 is crucial for where we're headed here, because I, I definitely think in the next. I would say four weeks we are definitely going down again. Like what we were already going to go down after the happening. So that's why I see a spike here in the short term. And I see a lot of uh, miners selling coins for, for money, for fiat. And I think here in the next 72 hours is going to be crucial because if we get to that $7,200 range, gosh, that's that's a great leg up that we need right now. I'm, I'm I'm most scared of this $4,800 range. And I'm so glad that we broke above this here in the past few days. Like, I'm so glad that we broke above this. I know that we're not going to stay in this $5,000 range, right? Long term, we're not staying in this $5,000 range. We know this, right? We're going to fall back down, right? But here in the short term, I would say in the next 72 hours, we're going to see a little surge. And this surge is because of the Fed increasing fiat, right? This is because of the Coinbase chief legal officer leaving and going to the United States office of the comptroller of the currency. Yeah, Brian Brooks is leaving the crypto exchange of Coinbase and becoming the second in command (laughs) of currency. Yeah, we have somebody, we have one of our own guys in there, right? And not to mention today, the House, that's right, the House Democrats have suggested using a digital dollar in both different forms of bills that they released. So there's a possibility that we'll see a digital dollar here in the next year in the United States. Now, you may say this is a good thing or a bad thing. I would say this is a good thing. That's a good thing because it forces a lot of people to move digital, right? It forces a lot of institutions. It forces a lot of um, just businesses out there to use digital dollars. And then what does that make? What does that make easier for everybody else? Bitcoin. And then once you get people using digital dollars, they start understanding what Bitcoin is because they're like, oh, that's just digital money as well, too. Yes, exactly. More digital gold, but still digital money, whatever you want to call it. But you can still pay for things with this stuff. So at that point, you get them looking at Bitcoin. First, you get them in digital dollars then you get them in digital Bitcoin. 
right? And then at that point, you have somebody who opens Pandora's box because once you fall into the Bitcoin box, there's really no escape out of it. The more, the more you find out exactly how currency works, the more detested you are about the uh, of the dollar. I mean, it's just it just comes natural, right? If you look at my progression these past three, four years, like you can see how that just naturally occurred. And so that's what I'm trying to say. Like in the short term, the next 72 hours is very crucial for Bitcoin as far as where we're headed. I do think we're going to be going down here. I, I, I don't I don't foresee us holding this level. It's just there's too many miners hurting right now for us to maintain you know, $7,200 or even this uh, $6,800 range that we're kind of reaching towards. It's just too many miners hurting right now. They're going to be cashing out. I just don't see us holding it. It's just not going to happen. I, don't get me wrong. I'd be, I would love to see it happen, but it's just not going to happen. In, in, the, in the short term, we're going to go up. But in the long term, we're going down. And, and we were always going to go down after the happening. It's just now we're in this kind of uncertainty, right? There's so many there's so many businesses out there that don't even know if they're going to be open in the next few weeks. There's so many people that don't even know they're going to have a job in the next couple of weeks. So it's 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 a lot of uncertainty out there. And Bitcoin, it I wouldn't say it hasn't become a safe haven because for me it personally has. <laughs> like I'm totally comfortable putting my money in Bitcoin because I know for a fact that hey if I need to pull it I can and hey. I know that if there's anything that's going to survive this recession, it's Bitcoin, right? It's going to be Bitcoin. To me, there's 100%. I just do not feel like putting money in Bitcoin right now is the wrong thing to do. And that's why it's always good to be dollar cost averaging. That's why it's always good to be have a hodler stack. That's why it's always good to be trading Bitcoin, you know, on, on, the, on, the, on the smalls, right? Like, you don't want to go too crazy with that. But you do these three things and it just becomes easy peasy, right? And so right now, long term, we are definitely, definitely going down. Long term, we are definitely going down. And right now, there's really nothing that we can test this for. Like there's there's no past charts that we can look at. We can look at fractals, but that's about it. Like a lot of people are, are looking at, at technical uh, trades that are going on and they're like, hey, I don't know how to measure this. It's fine. A lot of us don't know. The only thing we can look at is hash rate like I said before, and market sentiment. And, and these are the two things that we know for a fact will we'll attribute to the price because it, it currently has in the short term, right? This past seven days, we've noticed market sentiment and hash rate has contributed to the price. And we're seeing that reflect today as we get up to six, 7,000. So we'll see here in the next 72 hours what Bitcoin looks like. But with that, let's get into coin talk for everything else. Let's do it. It's time. It's time for coin talk, my favorite part of the day. I hope it's yours too. I know, I, you know, I, we didn't record a podcast, you know, last week, and there's just a lot going on for me personally. You know, it's just, you know, having to take care of family, having to make sure all our finances are in order, um, you know, looking at all the news and the what ifs and what was going to happen. It was just so much going on. And so, yeah, and it's just, one of those, you know, things that we really didn't see coming. I mean, a lot of us, I can't think of a single person out there 
that saw this coming on the day that it came. Um, you know, I was, I've been listening to a lot of Peter Schiff lately, and he's somebody that I respect a lot. But when it comes to Bitcoin, he's not—he's a no—he's a no coiner, <laughs> surprisingly. And uh, it was one of those things where I'm like, you know, this guy actually has been right for most of the stuff he's been saying for a very long time. He just doesn't have any affinity towards Bitcoin, which is fine. Everything else he says is very valuable information. But I, I have noticed as of late that most people, other than that one person, him. I didn't know that uh, we were going to see this big of a hit. Um, I mean, we all knew we were going to go into a recession, but we didn't know it was going to be like this, right? And so it's very easy right now to uh, listen to a lot of negative uh, information that's going on right now. Uh, I've fallen trapped to it. I know a lot of other people have fallen trapped to it. It's always good to clear to keep a clear mind when it comes to investing and when it comes to markets and what you're going to do. You don't want to make any rash decisions that you're going to regret later on. Um, trust me, I know. <laughs> 2018, uh, when we when we bottomed in the bear market, I made so many bad decisions, right? I think right now, for the most part, I'm, I'm sticking, I'm me personally, like my 401k, I'm not even touching, honestly. I still have my job right now, which is great. I'm grateful for that. Um, we still have a roof overhead, which is great. Yes, we're locked down here in Austin, Texas, and that's a thing. But I will say that I'm grateful for all of y'all, and I, I hope every single one of y'all is safe and uh, and comfortable right now and not hurting. Um, I really do. Um, so stay strong out there and just remember, like, this will ultimately pass, right? A lot of people are projecting that this is going to get cleared up in the next month. I mean, I don't know. I, I had the same information y'all have. Uh, I, I would. It'd be great to see it clear up here in the next three months. I think just let people go outside, <laughs> right? Let us get back to work. I mean, that's what's really going to help everything, right? Uh, so whenever that does happen, whenever people are able to go back to work, um, I think that's going to do a lot for the markets. And uh, I know here in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, right now it's just about survival. So until they say go back to work <laughs> and whenever that happens. And a lot of people have been saying that's never going to happen again. <laughs> Other people have been saying, oh, it's going to happen in a couple of weeks from now. Other people have been saying it's going to happen three months from now. Other people are going to say, no, this is the new world order. Like everybody's saying everything out there. So no one knows. You're hearing, you're hearing all sorts of signs. So I would just say when that does happen, Bitcoin will be on top again. And hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping this little surge we have gets us above 7K and gosh, I'm going to sell me some Bitcoin cash out. Because I bought in at 56, sell it. Here we get to 72, right? I mean, that's a nice little payday. And then buy back in when it when it falls after the halving. Um, that's going to be really critical. I can't wait to see how that's going to play out. But before we talk about all of that, let's jump into uh, Coin Talk, right? Let's do it. We got to play the disclaimer first, right? Just never know. Yes, we got the comptroller in our back pocket now for crypto, but we got to roll a disclaimer. It's time for Coin Talk, my favorite part of the day. I'm sure it's yours too, especially during these times. <laughs> I mean, geez, what else we got to look forward to? <laughs> the mailman, that's about it. Him dropping the mail every day. Okay, right now we have Bitcoin at $6,557. That's right. It's looking pretty good right now. It's up 
11.5%. Julio, play that damn track. One more time. I love this, Julio. This good stuff. We needed this right now. Yeah. Let it play. Let it play. Oh, yeah. Loving it. Loving it. We needed that. We needed that, Julio. Yeah, we needed that. You know, it's been a tough week. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a tough week for, for everybody here in the entire world. Uh, we're, everybody's everybody's uh, understanding now that we're in this together, right? We're on this planet Earth together. And Bitcoin is looking pretty good right now, ladies and gentlemen. So let me tell you what I did here recently. Um, I am long Bitcoin right now. and And I say this because I don't think I've ever been this bullish on Bitcoin in my entire life. Now you're probably like, what? What car? What did you say? Yeah, I'm serious. Like, um, I, this whole week, um, I've been thinking of ways, like how am I going to save my, my dollar? <laughs> like this impending collapse is happening right before our eyes. And you have the Fed just printing out dollars and dollars and dollars. And it's just a mess, right? And I'm I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, I should have bought land. <laughs> I should I should have stored this Fiat in land or, or or in an RV or something, something that can retain its value. And right now, it's too late. Like uh, everything's locked down anyway. I, I could even go buy land if I wanted to right now. It, everything's closed. So the only option I have is to double down on Bitcoin. I mean, that's it. There, there's no other way out of this for me, unfortunately. And I, I'm, I don't know if I'm the only person in the situation. You know, I'm a millennial, right? So there's really the 401ks is there. I'm sure it'll be fine one day, but it doesn't do anything here in the short term to retain the, the, the amount of money that I've worked hard for. Uh, and I want to make sure that that's going to last, right? I don't want to just, you know, lose all this money that I've accumulated in the bank and saved for the past five years and then for it to just dwindle down, especially when they roll out a digital dollar. I mean, no one knows how that's going to play out. No one knows. And if they tell you they know, they're lying to you because no one knows how that's going to play out. So I'm investing it in in Bitcoin. And investing it in Bitcoin. <laughs> that was a good timing right there, Julio. Uh, so the reason for this is 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 twofold. Right. I mean, there's I mean, there's a lot of reasons. But right now, I feel like this digital dollar is inevitable and they've given a, a timestamp on it. Uh, twelve, uh, I think twelve. What did they say? Twelve, twenty one or January 1st, twenty twenty one. So they've given a timestamp on it. Also, we have this new comptroller of the currency. He's appointed now. So we have Brian Brooks there. Right. Working side by side and uh, with uh, Mnuchin in the Treasury Department. That's that's the same guy. I don't know if you remember this, but that's the Mnuchin's the same guy who said, I don't know, it was like a month or two ago that he would never look at Bitcoin. Well, guess what? Brian is coming over there and he's going to introduce you <laughs> to, to Bitcoin. Take a listen. I think we'll be talking about Bitcoin in 10 years from now. Uh, I, I won't be talking about Bitcoin in 10 years, I can assure you that. But you might be in at least six years. 
Uh, as Treasury Secretary, as you just exactly. said. Exactly. I would bet even in five or six years, I'm no longer talking about Bitcoin as Treasury Secretary. I'll have other priorities. You'll be loaded up on Bitcoin and have been a gazillionaire. I can assure you, I will, I, I will personally not be loaded up on Bitcoin. <laughs> okay. Never say never. Never say never, especially when you hire somebody from Coinbase to help you with that digital dollar. It, yeah, it's this is not um, this is not I'm not trying to make a joke of it, but, you know, this is really good information to know. Right. I mean, potentially we are looking at um, a digital dollar happening here shortly. Um, within 24 months, possibly. Who knows? Maybe even faster. But that tells us that a lot of people who do not know how digital dollars work or how DLT works or however they implement it, they haven't attached a project to it, but however they implement that, a lot of people are going to have to learn really fast. It's going to it's gonna, it's gonna remind us. It, this The simple way to put this is, remember when, you probably won't remember the internet part. Cause, okay, so remember when we... So remember we went from HD TV to like, you know, or actually from standard definition to high, high definition. And there was regular regulatory agencies that got involved and they forced everybody to move over to HD. And it was this whole thing. Right. And it forced all these different um, these different companies and these different broadcasting agencies to to, to, to force them to offer high definition uh, video. And so this is exactly what's happening. It, it, they're, they're forcing all these agencies and they're forcing a lot of these um these these government um, institutions that are always stuck in their ways. I don't know if you have any friends in IT like I do, but when they talk about government institutions, they don't update for shit. Like they will not push an update for anything. Like they won't upgrade the hardware if they don't have to, unless they're forced to. And this forces a lot of them to move over to digital and DLT and how that's going to progress. And it's going to be it's going to be good for the economy because there's a lot of money to be made from there. But also it'll be good for Bitcoin because that. In turn, that makes a different type of person who has a digital dollar. They have to go and understand how that works, either if it's through an app, you know, like it's probably going to be, or if it's through a, even a debit card, right? And they're still going to have to understand how that works and how that gets gets sent to them. And when it comes to money, people will learn. <laughs> They'll be forced to learn. And they, at a certain point, there'll be a threshold that's reached, and they won't see the difference between Bitcoin as a doll, as as money and the digital and the digital USD as money. So. This is all good. Like this is good for Bitcoin. This makes everything really bullish. It's likely why we're seeing this surge today. You know, market sentiment, right? Hash rate is up as well too. I mean, there's these are two things that are we need to be staying, staying. You know, just have eagle eyes on here in the next couple months. Like it's crucial. So yeah, I'm I'm long I'm long and bullish Bitcoin stronger than I've ever been. Like I I don't I can't think of a time. I mean, 2015 I, I was bullish on Bitcoin, but not to the point where, you know, every single dime was going into it. Uh, I want to say maybe 2017 was the last time I was this bullish with Bitcoin. Um, I mean, I've been bullish the whole time, but I, I think this level of bullishness for me has gone up another 10, 20% here in the last week. And I, I realized this shortly after many others have. And that's why we're seeing the price. I think people are realizing that they're going to keep printing fiat into eternity. And either one of two things is going to happen. And there's a, I don't know anything more than y'all know something. So don't, this is all speculation. This is why I put it inside of here in Coin Talk because it's not verifiable facts. It's just me riffing. But it wouldn't surprise me, you know, to see them come out with a Fed coin and all of a sudden, 
right? We have this Fed coin and what happens to the United States dollar? Well, guess what? Um, Fed coin is a new coin. So turning your fiat dollars and you're getting, you know, three to one <laughs> or however many that is, or maybe it's one to one. Hopefully it's one to one, but it might be two to one, three to one, four to one. Who knows what the what the exchange rate is going to be for that? But um, let's hope it's something. And this is a possible scenario. And we've talked about this in the past when we did our thriller podcast on FedCoin. I don't know if you remember that episode, but that was season two. Man, I was ahead of my time. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is we've covered this in the in the very long past where we talked about what a FedCoin would look like and how that plays out. And gosh, man. And so what I'm I'm thinking here and what kind of what I've always thought, and this is all information that I just gather and research from others. And so the consensus amongst a lot of crypto holders is like, yeah, they're probably going to have a Fed coin and, and it's or, or some type of issue institution. It's going to issue out something and then there's probably going to be an exchange rate for that with fiat dollars and we're going to have to exchange it. And fuck that. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to lose, you know, thousands of dollars, um, you know, you know, just to exchange it for 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 Fed coin. Like, no, I'll, I'll do that straight up with Bitcoin. And I don't I do not perceive Bitcoin dropping in value when that happens. I think it'll accelerate even higher um, because of what they did. It makes it makes Bitcoin even more valuable. The fact that they created a Fed coin and then, you know, inflated the USD into oblivion and then paid back on pennies on the dollar. <laughs> yeah. So that just makes Bitcoin even more expensive than it already is now. So that's kind of a scenario that a lot of people are talking about that I see playing out possibly. You know, it's all speculation. No one knows. You know, best case scenario is they just move over USD to a, to a digital dollar and, and there is no, you know, nobody losing money, right? They just keep inflating it into oblivion. And then eventually people realize that it's just worthless. Like, I hope that's the best case. I mean, <laughs> doesn't sound like the best case scenario, but that's the best case scenario, right? It's just let them keep printing it. Here's our digital dollars. It's still USD. It's still going to accelerate the price of Bitcoin. But if they do scenario two where they just have the Fed coin and they, they do the other thing and, and that's just oh, that's going to be a mess. Bitcoin will still surge because they that is um, wrong in, in the eyes of a lot of people and the world will be watching at that point. So, yeah, we'll see how they how they play it out. I'm not sure how it's going to play it out. Maybe that's maybe that's somewhere down the line. But um, USD digital dollar is still a good thing long term for Bitcoin. And uh, that makes me extremely bullish. Right. That makes me extremely bullish. There's a lot of things that you hear these next few days that, that especially with cryptocurrency, I feel like we're like three months ahead of everybody else in the financial market. Um, we can go back to everything. I feel like we're just months ahead. And I'm not talking about strictly uh, this podcast. I'm talking about like the industry as a whole. We're just like months ahead of everybody else in, in how what's going to what's going to be the next tipping point. Right. So, yeah, Bitcoin is if you have the money to buy Bitcoin right now, this is a very crucial time to be buying it. I wouldn't say buy it at this price. I feel like 6,500 is probably a little too high at this point. I'd be very shocked if it if it got above 9K here in the short term. I'd be very shocked. Um, but if it did, it wouldn't surprise me, but I'd be very shocked though, right? That sentiment changed that fast. 
But I will say though, when it dips, because it will dip again, it'll get it'll get to the five thousand dollar range, possibly even lower. Maybe test twenty eight hundred after the halving. Who knows? If it gets to that range, you should be buying Bitcoin at that price. And I know you're probably thinking like, oh, that's the worst time to be buying a car. No, it's actually the best time to be buying it because by me buying it last week after everything kind of had settled down at fifty seven when I bought it at fifty seven, seeing it surge right now, I'm I'm in the green, man. And if it goes even higher to 72, like I think it might, it's pretty good. So worst case scenario, it doesn't. It just goes back down to 48 and it, and it, sta- it stabilizes at 5,000. And then it keeps doing this back and forth, right? Where it just goes up to 68, comes back down to 58, back and forth, back and forth. It wouldn't surprise me if it does that for a little bit. Either way, I'm still I'm still good. I'm, I'm still golden. I'm going to hold and wait for it to drop and I'll still hold through that. It's fine because it'll rise back up and we don't know what that looks like. No one knows what that looks like here in the short term. It's, I mean, there's too many different things that could happen from today till tomorrow. That's the kind of world we live in, unfortunately. Um, So we have to kind of just watch it and and play it out here day by day. But um, as soon as something hits, you know, we'll record and we'll talk about it. Uh, I feel like at this point I'm I'm, I'm trying my best to make sure that I am uh, giving you guys some really good, strong advice as opposed to just riffing all the time. Uh, I feel like everybody riffs in this space, <laughs> but there's very few people that actually give you facts. So I try to make sure I give you facts before I go out and record. Um, I'll try to do more Thriller Podcast mini. So if, you, if, you, if you're interested in seeing what that looks like, then just head over to ThrillerX.com. I'll throw a lot of po- I'll throw a lot more podcasts there, just kind of riffing me, just riffing on what the day looks like or whatever. So, just stay tuned for that. That might happen more more often. I'm also thinking about doing live streams because honestly, like being stuck in this place for <laughs> for weeks already kind of feels just like you know need need, need some social interaction. So I might start doing live streams here pretty soon. We'll see. I'll let y'all know. Uh, we got Ethereum at $135, up 8%. I'm not sure about Ethereum right now. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not buying any Ethereum right now. I haven't traded my Ethereum out for Bitcoin or anything like that. I just, I was already not really looking at Ethereum yet until after the halving anyway. A lot of these altcoins too, I wasn't looking at until after the halving. I think it's irresponsible of you right now to buy altcoins, if I can speak freely. Because I, I, I know there's a lot of people out there trying to shell them, but... I think I think yes, you can make some mad gains here in the short term, especially if you're trading. But if you're expecting to hodl some of these altcoins, I would wait till after the halving. Everything will be down. Everything will be a lot lower. Um, I'd be very shocked to see everything continue to rise. You got to realize more than uh, I would say eighty percent of the time, Bitcoin is going down. So um, when that twenty percent happens, and it's usually towards the end peak of of the, the last part or the second part of the of the bull of the bull run of the golden bull run or the golden bull cycle, uh, that 20% when it does surge, that's when you want to be holding alts. And right now we have a lot of time before that happens. So I wouldn't even look at alts right now personally. Personally, I'm not looking at alts. I don't think you should too. I mean, at this point, like you're you're going to see these bottom barrel prices after the happening. A lot of people are going to dump. And I think what right now a lot of people are doing is just kind of trading them and they see a price and they have some of these alts. So they're trying to pump them pump these alts and then get and then dump on people it's just not the time to be buying alts right now just like it's not a time to be buying stocks but i don't know stocks because i don't do stocks but i do know crypto and i'm telling you don't be buying alts right now wait till after the happening right now you should just be accumulating bitcoin especially when it dips 5700 5200 
it all makes sense. Okay, with that, let's get on to the end of the show. Yeah, I'm getting back to it. You ain't shown me no love, so I turn my back to you. Yeah, yeah, I can't get no racks to you. I don't really care, cause I'm done. I don't know, love is not fine. There's no emotion on my face, cause I'm not. You see me everywhere you look, no, you can't hide or run. Yeah, I yeah, everything I said. Messing with your head, messing with your head. I said everything I said, messing with your head.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, another Thriller Coin Talk is Dunsies. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you guys want even more content, head over to thrillerx.com. I'll be posting some stuff there. Um, look for some Thriller Podcast minis to show up there. And any live streams, I'll make sure to post them on there too as well. I uh, just want to thank everybody for their support and for reaching out via Telegram or via email. And uh, I hope you guys are safe. Hope everything's going right with y'all. And um, if there's anything I can do, reach out to me. Carthrillerpodcast.club or carthrillercrypto.com. Talk to you guys next time. Love Bitcoin. Save the world. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with R. Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto and not car. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time.